Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And uh, today's episode, I want to start with something like really cool that has been happening to me, but today was like the pinnacle of, I would say, this experience, which is very uh, most commonly referred to as flow state. And um, for most of my life, um, a lot of things where I had like, you could call it success, it was always like kind of pushing through it or it wasn't really, or the things that really mattered, it was always pushing through. I remember like only achieving this, this kind of like flow state where like you don't really see the hours go by, but you're just like, I'm, you're, you're not even thinking, you're just doing the thing. And before I only ever got this doing, um, so skateboarding and playing video games for the most part. That was like the, the thing where you just get lost in time. Just It's like time doesn't even exist. You're just doing that thing you, you fucking love. But it was always things that are like very, they don't make my life go forward in any way, except for, you know, I have some fun doing it. But now recently, like while starting to, to write the articles and to reading more and all that, like today, that's why I'm talking about this today, I wrote for like two hours, then I stopped and I wrote for two hours again. And the time just fucking flew by. It was insane. I never thought I, I never thought I would be able to get this in a thing I, I actually like and that actually moves my life forward as well. I was yeah. just fucking typing away and I was like listening to the deep focus playlist on Spotify and I was like, fuck this is amazing. I, I was like, it was like I was playing the piano or something. The, the <laughs> words were just flowing out of me. Yeah. Pardon me. And it was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you had this experience before I yeah, said the I also, next thing I Yeah, well, it's like the same thing. Before, like, the, the only thing I've ever felt that with was video games. That was, like, the main thing. You, 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 I remember playing and, like, time flying by. I remember being pissed at, like, how, how quick time passed by because I just wanted to do more and more of it. And yeah. for a long time, that was it. The only, the only thing I, I experienced it with. But then, like, it was eventually, like, more related to physical exercise. So when I was... Doing karate, I also experienced that for uh, in some like phases of training, and now it's kind of with powerlifting, and the same with you also with writing for our blog. I just I really get that with the the brain FM like focus music. I, I just that just like and it's just like it's just you just really have to sit down because at, at this point you kind of know it's going to you you're going to get into that flow state yep. just by you just but it's really uncomfortable because you never want most of the times you don't want to stop to do that thing in this case writing is, is it, it's like i enjoy doing it but it's a difficult activity to get into because it's not stimulating at first it's like not it's not like video games where you would crave it because it was yeah, very ex- yeah. stimulating at first so uh, uh, but this is like um this is like you have to put in the work for the stimulus yeah absolutely um yeah you don't have that for example i remember like playing video games you open up the video game you're like fuck yeah it's like you're in already yeah, you just, yeah, but writing you kind of have to. For me, there's a definitely a process to it. So for me, I, I always do it like first thing after my morning routine. So it's like wake up, eat, fuck around a bit on YouTube, then read, <laughs> then <laughs> then meditate, and then after I meditate, I make myself a coffee, like put the playlist and like start writing immediately. Yeah. And, and I notice that if I don't do that, then the writing goes so much worse. Like if I don't do it, I'm like, mm, let me check my text or mm, let me check my email. Let me do all these things that you cannot be doing those things to get into a flow state. And that's that's why I feel like t- nowadays it's so hard to get into that, doing those these quote unquote like boring activities. 
or at least boring compared to you know writing is boring compared to playing video games yeah kind of thing yeah it's hard because there's so much stimuli everything as like is it's so instantaneous it's like our attention span has gotten so much smaller that it's really difficult for us to make that conscious decision of okay I, this is something i enjoy doing it, it's going to improve my life but it's like you're, in your mind you're always like yeah but uh, i just kind of want to watch another youtube video because that's stimulating by itself you know the, you don't need motivation to watch a youtube video or to play video games you know the most it's kind of it's already built into that thing because it's yep it's, it's satisfying a craving. It's it's not the same with reading a book or, or writing or like working out. It's it's things you have to like. It, for most people, you need to put unless you're like you really love writing. You may be obsessed with it or or by reading. There's also people in, in that scenario, but most people don't have that kind of that passion. For example, I sp- I say that because for me, like going to the gym and 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 lifting. For me, it's like it's I I I don't need motivation to do that. Like I I always enjoy doing that. For most people, that's not a thing. But it, it's just like it depends on your passions. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it's it's so much. I think it's a bit of like it depends on your passions, but also, I don't think that if you're on a diet of Instagram and Facebook all the time, I don't think you can get on in a flow state doing something that doesn't like trigger your dopamine that much you know like a person who spends i don't know like all their free time watching tv shows and instagram and facebook you definitely need to prepare yourself to get into flow state you can just like okay turn off uh, game of thrones let me just go and write immediately because your mind is still or like especially instagram more than that because your mind is just so like mm, ping of or spike of dopamine spike of dopamine spike of dopamine and then you sit down and it's like Hmm. no dopamine at all at least when mm-hmm. you start it's like it slowly needs to build up so i think a lot of it as well is just having a ritual for this like mm-hmm. and even the the book we reviewed last week by stephen pressfield um where he talks about like he has a big ritual before he goes writing because it's all it's one of those things that preparation is key it's like uh, fail to prepare and prepare to fail it's one of those Mm-hmm. At least for me, I feel like because if I started writing immediately after waking up, I wouldn't be able to get into flow state. I'll be like, yeah. oh, kind of tired. Let me check Instagram real quick. Oh, cool. A message. Let me answer the message. Let me do all these other things. And then you, you end up an hour of that was supposedly to do writing or whatever it is. And you wrote for like 15 minutes. Then mm-hmm. you're like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow. So for me and like what I would think people would get from this is have a routine for these things like a preparation before and yeah. I, for me just like the f- tim ferris talks about this a lot which is uh write only two things or one thing that if you did that day the day would be worth it and then just like yeah. make sure that the preparation is for that thing that's the thing you get yourself into a flow state for because like to be honest you can't be in flow state all day every day you know yeah. <laughs> there's some days of writing where it's like oh it's shit's just kind of it's gonna write 200 words and whatever i'm not really feeling it today mm. and so it's one of I those things that also like when you get it like use the most out of it i was hearing tim ferris and uh, neil strauss an interview they did where i think it's tim ferris he said when he gets it he doesn't stop until he if like falls out of it so sometimes he said like he starts writing at uh, 10 p.m and sometimes he's like, well, some days I write until 7 a.m. I don't care. As l- as long as this is going, take the most you can out of it. Because it's not a guarantee that every day you're going to be f- 
number one in flow state and number two like the things are going to be flowing out of you yeah and so also i think you just want to go, go back a bit where you talk, we're talking about rituals and i think that's so important for most people because if you think about let's like compare like most people who are listening to this you probably have like some like you've heard about routines you've heard about developing habits i think most of you probably have like some De defined uh, routines and so i think uh, this example you can relate to it because it's like compare yourself to when you're like off your routine when you slip because of mul multitude of reasons but compare yourself in those days and the days where you are like really on point with your routine and, and really think about like how you how, how harder it is to do the productive and, and things you really yep. want to do that improve your life in those days where you're like falling off the wagon it's just it's that much it's so much more difficult i just had this recently there's like a day where i just like really slipped i was kind of like I, I didn't get good sleep the night before and so it's like it was really easy for me just to start like procrastinating on the phone and it like it was it, it gets to a point where like even the, the things i normally like i don't need any motivation to do like just like i was talking about like going to the gym like it, it's gotten to a point where i could notice a bit of resistance to going to the gym and that's why i like i feel i i like that's kind of a reality check for me it's like whoa this is even kind of getting into the the point where it's interfering with something i love doing and, and but if for most people that's always like that because it's just so difficult to combat like all the stimuli that's going on yeah. around you like all the social media netflix tv uh, just so many messages in incoming and if you don't have those barriers those routines kind of protecting you from that, you'll never get anything you really love doing that's beneficial for you done just because because it's like you can't expect to beat like a one-on-one, -on -one, like the best engineers at Instagram, whatever, like they, are, they, they were hired to make that, in this case, Instagram, that social app as addicting as possible. They want you to keep coming back and keep using it. And so... You have to. You can't be arrogant, man. You have to realize, like, you're fighting against one of like the best team of engineers in Absolutely. the world. You need, an, you need like an. Ex you don't even. You need to be out of the fight. You know. You don't want to fight with them head on. Yeah, it's, it's critical. Even like, the way, like you were saying, the way posts are displayed, is based on their algorithm, which is which are the posts that captivate people the most. So we're gonna show them in order of the most captivating first exactly made for you to be like oh, just one more post one more scroll oh interesting one more one more one more one more until it's like until you feel bad about yourself so like you were saying it is crucial to i like how you phrase it like to protect yourself to, to protect ourselves from it mm -hmm. because it truly is that and if you go and you, see, you read like you read marcus aurelius you read seneca they were talking about this in their time when there was no internet when there was no like compared <laughs> to then or compared to today, before they you you wouldn't even call them distractions. Like, okay, maybe they were uh, some of the most powerful and rich people in Rome, so they had quite a few. But it's not like they didn't have texts to be texting with people to distract themselves. They, it's like it was so much, it was so fewer. Like for example, the distractions they had, all of us pretty much have at our will nowadays, for the most part, you know. Um, so. Add, add to that all the other shit they didn't have internet email instagram social media all of those and then you see like it is critical to to like to protect ourselves from it quote unquote like protect yourself mm -hmm. quote unquote because not to repeat myself too much but like if these guys were saying telling this like 
how many hundreds of years ago what makes us think that you don't need that shit right now when everything yeah. around you is made to, to like to get your attention pretty much you go outside mm -hmm. the billboards yeah, like, are made for that it's yeah. there's a thousand more stimuli everywhere like there's millions more stimuli than there were back for then sure. so like it's even more important now for to to apply those concepts those concepts like seneca and marcus aurelius talked about because it, it's just it's really that it's like not i don't want to repeat myself but if you don't have like a specific strategy for giving yourself the time like the the, the like quiet time really quiet time f for you to to do those things you really love because For most things that you love, you, it's like the, the book we, we we talked about last week. You get resistance from them. Yep. It's like it's things you, you know you like to do, but but it's like usually they take a bit of like they they, they are difficult for you to start Absolutely. doing them, just because there's always that that small resistance kind of and and that small resistance with all these stimuli around you can develop into like a big distraction just because there's yeah like. A thousand years ago, you, you'd feel that resistance, but you wouldn't have as many distractions, so it would be a bit easier for you to get into the thing you, you, you had to do. But nowadays, it's like you can find a million distractions anywhere. You, you Absolutely. And um, I like also the thing you, you said about like for, of being still, because this week I was also listening to uh, an interview by Ryan Holiday. Not by, so Ryan Holiday was getting interviewed by Matt Diavella on his new book. It's uh, Actually, we have to read the book. We like maybe yeah. not this week, but then Probably the after, yeah. Next, next week. Which is stillness is key, and he was talking about how there's this quote. I don't know who's it from, but it's um, oh, wait, what's the quote? Uh, every every uh, problem, every man's problem comes from the inability to sit quiet in That's in a room, true. something yeah. like that. Yeah, and um, it is true because a lot of a lot of the times it's like you don't need to because we always think like oh you need to be perfect i need to do be flow state all the time just do the things i need to do at the end of the day it's a bit like do a bit of 80 20 on this shit you know well like why don't you have also some time to enjoy yourself because like imagine this if you only worked four hours per day but those four hours were only on the most important things and you were doing it the most productive way possible would you need to work eight hours per day I fucking doubt it. A lot of the time, it's just wasting time. Like I've also been reading um, the Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. He talks about that. It's, if 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 you put this yourself this question, if I only had this time to do this thing, how would I do it? Because it's that the law. I don't know what's the the name of this law, but it's like uh, the activity you have will prolong itself to fill as much time as you give it. Something like that. And so if you have like three hours to do it, you'll do it in three hours. If you have one, you know, most of the time you'll be able to get it done in one. And it's, yeah. so it's crucial. And for me now, it's kind of hard because now I have more time. But some days I find myself like, how, how did I finish work at the same time? How is this fucking possible? Because of that, because you fill the time that you think you have for it. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird mm -hmm. concept. So it's one of those things where, I kind of went all over the place here. I'm going to go back to the stillness <laughs> thing. But but yeah, it's like for, uh, yeah, go back. Being, the, the being still thing. It's Because rewind. A lot of problems like of not being still or people who don't get still is that you don't deal with certain emotions and certain problems that you kind of immediately repress if they pop up during mm -hmm. the day, at least in my opinion. You know, you don't give yourself time to just be with yourself, to be with those To, to be with those thoughts that maybe you don't want to accept or those emotions or those what ifs or 
all of that, it's like, who was talking about this? Maybe it was Ryan Holiday. Oh no, it was Neil Strauss. So repressing is like pushing things against a spring, like a trampoline spring. Yeah. You, you can push it and it's gonna compress until one point it's gonna come out blowing up all at once. That's a good analogy. And yeah. it's kind of like that, like you need to, especially like Neil Strauss was talking about this in the context of relationships, which are people who they kind of, when they feel like things are going too well for them, they don't deal with that feeling of that. So they just repress, repress until they're like, oh, I cheated on someone or, oh, I fucked it up unconsciously. And this happens not only in relationships, but in any area of life. Like there's, how many times haven't we heard of people who are quote unquote afraid of success? They kind of like, they fuck themselves over not even knowing why, just because they were not prepared for the success. But if they had like, mm -hmm. sit down and thought about this and realize like, why am I afraid of this? Why, what's happening? Then maybe then you would avoid so many problems and so much, so many like anxiety, uh, depression problems. It is that it's just because <laughs> if you can sit with yourself still, then you don't, it, you're saying to yourself that you don't need anything else to fulfill you. That's kind of my main conclusion out of it is that I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, I think in those scenarios, you just you, you get a lot of those pent up emotions and and like you said, like the trampoline analogy was a really good one. And and I think that's, that's very common nowadays. And also because I think people, I think that also that quiet time is kind of made fun of, especially in young people. I think it's kind of like, oh, you're, yeah, like it's not, it's not even make fun of. It's like kind of taboo to talk about it. No one wants to like even admit that they need that quiet Zip. time. You always just kind of need, you know, their, their mentality is kind of like, I just need some fun and I need to have fun. Especially in young people, it's like, usually the the drug of choice i guess they use it would be like yeah. alcohol like what do they say when they're feeling those things like i just need a good night out and most likely i'm not trying to demonize alcohol or <laughs> having a, a fun time at night it's like no like there's a, a time and place for that but also you need to realize that that's not how you you deal with repressed emotion like that's not how you deal with your problems yep. in, in life that's a way of like kind of like letting off steam but if you really want to deal with those problems you need you need to be willing to face them head on and they're going to be uncomfortable like at the beginning not <laughs> at the beginning the time, always yeah. like like ever like every time you feel that resistance to like to sit quietly and just like be with your thoughts it's going to be difficult at, at, at the beginning because you don't want to do Absolutely. it it's like it's much easier for you to turn on the tv and not think about it but ultimately it's essential because because if you don't do it, it's like you said, it will burst out and it will burst out in the worst ways that that will have a real bad impact on your life. They're all already having just by repressing yep. them because you just feel shittier. And I always give this example, but I, I just feel every time we talk about this, I need to talk about the book Radical Acceptance because it was the book that really made me aware of this, the, of the fact that you need... To be in touch with those bad, emo yeah, bad, like quote unquote, emotions. Like you need to make dedication, uh, dedicated time in your routine to face them head on. Because everyone has them. There's no one <laughs> yeah, that doesn't no have special those. Snowflakes like, that are like, yeah, like you're not always happy. You're not always like feeling pure bliss. No, you. Everyone has doubts. Everyone has insecurities, fears, anger pent up inside of them. And you just need to make dedicated time for yourself to get in touch with that. Because if you don't. They'll they'll never like. It's not like they're going to disappear, but 
at least you you are okay with the fact that they're there. You're not, you, for example, it's like the feedback loop of oh, yeah, that yeah. Mark Manson talks about. You don't, at least you don't get mad yeah. for being mad, or you don't get any more sad from being sad. You just are. You accept it, and much quick, much more quickly, you can. First of all, you can look at it objectively. You can notice, like, maybe what what is this emotion trying to tell me? Maybe that I did something wrong. Maybe I need to fix something. Some relationship in my life, something I'm not doing, a fear Absolutely. that I'm giving into. So y you learn a lot more about yourself. And you just feel no, absolutely. a lot better. And man, it's so crazy how I was actually having this talk yesterday, how people don't or how, for example, in school, how much better would everyone else in general be if we were taught these things in school? Just one hour per fucking week, something like that. Just like, oh, maybe yeah. the thing is like most people don't know and it's because it's not very concrete information. I get why it's not thought, you know, but it's like. Oh, maybe this is how you deal with bad emotions. It's actually okay to feel shit at times. Everyone does it, you know? It's not like, oh, not everyone is always in in Greece taking pictures in this blue ass water with white buildings, you know? Life isn't always... That's like 1% yeah. of life. Or, hmm, how about how to deal with your thoughts? What to do when you have negative thoughts? What to do when you... Like how I already said, when you feel shitty. Because a lot of the problems of feeling shitty, like you said, is we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to accept it. We're just like, oh my God, I'm feeling shitty, which means I'm shitty. Which means my life's horrible right now. Until I get rid of this, my life sucks. That's what we always assume, but... Or you just, or you just want to like distract yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel shitty. I need to how about you? Yeah. Good. Like, how, how about you just accept it? How about you just experience it? Because it's like that, like... All life's highs are only that high because you also have the opposite lows. Otherwise, if you were only happy, then you, you wouldn't know that's happy. That would just be normal. It's kind of like the same thing how if you grow rich mm -hmm. and like you grow in a mansion, and you have like all these cars and money, you don't give a fuck about that because that's just your normal. Well, if you're poor and you grow up poor and you have nothing, none of that, you're like, oh my God, that's all I need. But for the person who already has and always had that, for them, there's another thing like, oh, maybe I just want my father to to say he's proud of me or something like that. So it's it's always just learning how to deal with those like quote unquote negative emotions, like frustration, jealousy, lack of something. Because a lot of problems always come from people like we were talking, like repress that and that blows up in some form, which not only fucks up your life, but other people's lives as well. Yeah, that's the worst part about it because when it's, when it, when it explodes within you and it affects other people's life, it's like that's where the the point where you really have to. I think that's the point where you really get even more angry because you have to realize my inability to deal yeah. with my emotions has caused harm on someone else, or you even repress it even more, and you're just like, ah, fuck that person, like she made me do this or he made me yeah. do this. So it can get in even in like in a worst feedback loop, and you you'll never get out of it. So. It's like this. This is why meditation Fuck, is so yeah. important. Like it's kind of like a broken record at this point. But you need those dedicated times to thinking about. You don't. Most people don't need to just distract themselves with. Like most people, just what what do they do when they feel that they they go, they either Google like a. If you're an introvert, you go to YouTube or yeah. like a TV show or, or gaming. If you're an extrovert, you go out and get drunk and smoke stuff and and it's like there's a, there's a room in your life for both of those things. But in 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 the proportion that they are important to your life, you know? Make it everything proportionally, you know? I'm not saying to never have a good time in that sense, but 
keep it in check, you know, don't go do it. You'll even enjoy it more if you don't go from that space of, I need this to keep my mind out, out of something. If you go like, I, I, I'm going to do this because I, I, I want to have fun with my friends. Like I enjoy this, uh, this companionship or like you not only have a lot more fun, but yeah. you won't feel guilty after it. That's why why what most what do most people like feel after a party after going to a party they they either like if if you're a girl like maybe you you kiss like a, a boy and you're you, because you were drunk and they're like oh man I regret that or, or if you're a guy it's like yeah. oh I regret getting this drunk and you not only feel like shitty physically you even feel shitty emotionally because like you deep down you know I only you only did that because you were kind of you, you didn't want to face like the difficulties happening in your life and and. I don't know if you want to talk more about the, this su subject, but because if not, I kind of want, I kind of, it's cool to relate this to the book I'm currently reading uh, no, by Aldous Huxley, Brave New World. Yeah, so in the, in the book, so, th so the kind of a quick summary on the introduction to the book because I haven't read it all, but it's like this, the book was written in 1934, okay. like ages ago, and he's depicting like a, an utopia, utopia quote unquote, where kind of humans, like it's a different society, but basically humans have figured out how to never okay. feel shitty emotions. You know, they developed a drug that you take okay. and you don't need to feel bad emotions because that drug just fixes it, you know? And there's a whole lot of things that make it like a whole lot of things that are different. But I think this is with a, like the particular one that matters in this case. Not only because I think it kind of predicted it so well to what would happen right now, because we are more and more close, not to developing a drug, but all of the system is working in the favor of you repressing your emotions. All the social media distractions, YouTube, all the TV shows you watch, the going out and like drinking beer and stuff yep. like that has always been a part, I guess, of humanity. Alcohol has been here for a long time and people use it nowadays the same way they used it before. But basically, we are just doing everything we can to repress those emotions and distract themselves, ourselves from it. The difference is that drug in that book was quote unquote perfect almost in the that's like I don't want to spoil the book but but the sense in that it's a good um it's a good thought to have it's like if there was a drug that would make you stop feeling shitty would you take it I think and the, yeah. the sad thing is I think most people would take it because they already do yeah. take it just a shitty version of it because it, it it's not it's like social media and getting drunk it's things that they will fix that for a certain period of time but yeah. after it, you uh, you, you got to get back into reality. And even and you see with a lot of like Xanax and stuff like that, it's it's not that, but it's just like it numbs like good yeah. and bad. But people sometimes just prefer to feel nothing than to feel the, the bad that they're feeling. Which is even sadder, you know? Yeah, it's even, it's so strange. I, I can't relate to that, but it's such a, do you like, and that's a really sad thing because I think most people would take, that thing if they were offered it and that just goes to show how we out of touch we are with our like with our emotions and on our ourself you know we don't make that that specific time in our day to really get in check with with ourselves. and that <laughs> book was so sad because it was written in 1934 yeah. and we're only getting closer to that drug well, not in this physical sense and of also a drug, physically sense of a drug with all you know? our society works and, and in all senses of it which yeah also yeah. we are developing more and more <laughs> And like imagine like a good time experience. Imagine we had that drug, like it was not like it was socially acceptable. How yeah. how, how, ma how much? I think like how many people would for take me it's it? A bit, like I don't know if ungrateful is the or it's kind of like naive maybe on my part to talk too much about it because my problems have never been that serious so far. 
like for example, I was thinking of how Jordan Peterson now is dealing with yeah. um, his wife had cancer and like very complicated, and he mm-hmm. has all these health problems and everything. And I'm thinking like maybe at that point, if I wasn't during that situation, maybe I would take that pill. You know, maybe I I, I can't say for sure, but yeah. I think there are situations where that will definitely be helpful, you know? A pill like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Jordan Peterson himself, he talks about it. It's like, if you have to choose, like when you're treating a, a patient with depression, like you would you would give them antidepressants yeah. because like you can't help someone who's dead. So you like you need to at least stabilize no, sure. them to a point where they aren't going to kill themselves in order for you. And if you're in that situation, man, I'm not demonizing any. Like if you need those pills to keep alive and try to continue improving man go for it you know it's like but it's in due proportion you know i I feel like most people in also in this book like everyone is using that drug only because it's like it's socially acceptable in in that book and that's the book is so good because it just goes to show how how funny how funny society works like if it's socially acceptable it's not a problem and i think uh, maybe uh, some people get mad at me for saying this but it's the same thing with like alcohol and weed you know, I don't, I don't, I don't use either of them. It's like, if you say you, you, you drink, like no one's going to, oh man, you're alcoholic. You need to watch your, watch yourself. Like alcohol is a powerful drug. It has yeah. all these downsides. No, everyone's like, yeah, drink a beer, whatever. If you, if you like now, not, not as much as before, but like, if you say you smoke weed, people are like kind of, oh yeah, that's kind of a, a weird thing. And it's like, people don't realize it's, it's, they're in the same category, not, not even the same category, but like people don't realize what alcohol is and, and like they don't yeah. put them in the like, the same place as other drugs, but like emotionally, I, I feel they are feeling the same vacuum. Not, I mean, not that you can't have a beer for fun or something like that, but when you're taking it to the to a point of like alcoholism and all those things, they're serving the same purpose, yep. which is like trying to fill a it's void like, and that you don't, don't want to. And even just to you touch don't on the face. alcohol thing, like alcohol is one of the few drugs that if you're really addicted, you can't just quit cold turkey because you might actually die. Like. You may actually die from the withdrawal of it, even though it's the most acceptable, quote unquote, yeah, drug that we have. It is apart from yeah, maybe yeah. like tobacco, cigars, cigarettes. Yeah, but also caffeine, caffeine doesn't have as... the most accepted one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's but, a drug. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's probably like, like coffee, the the tobacco, one. and then alcohol, or tobacco and alcohol are in the same category. Even though those mm-hmm. two are probably some of the most harmful shit you can take, like a, a alcohol and yeah. I also, for the American listeners, I think we no, have I to say in Europe in States, because tobacco still, in like the big. states. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think maybe it's that, much more yeah. acceptable there, like so socially. But in Europe, it's like a real thing. Like no one's yeah, gonna like if you go like if you you're in the in norm Portugal, if you smoke. If you go you know? to a, go outside of a high school during break, and you see like. A hundred kids just, literal kids, they're not 18 yet, smoking cigarettes. Just a norm thing. It's sad, man. I was just talk- I was just having this conversation with, with, with a guy in my class today. Oh, my God. Today. It's like he's That's been smoking so for seven years. He's 21. He's, he started when he was 14, and he smokes like a, a, a pack of cigarettes That's a day. That's so much. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, especially it's because sad. he's so it's young. That's the that thing. He, he would... It started at 14, you know? It started at 14. It's crazy. How can... I mean, I imagine myself being the parents of a child that started smoking at 14 and never quit. It's like, you went wrong somewhere, man, you know? It's like your kid has some... Like, because your kid is only smoking because 
he is feeling a void in himself. It's gonna be like an insecurity. He wants to get, he wants to, everyone is doing it, so he did it. But that still shows like he is insecure to the point where he can't be himself. For uh, at the yep. point he thinks he can't be himself and make friends. So that's like, for me, if I was a parent and my children like felt the need to smoke because of that, it's like, ah oh man, yeah, just, for sure. And one of those things a big part of sense. it is just that totally. it's so uh, it's always a mix because. If it wasn't tobacco, it would be another thing. But it's also it's so socially acceptable that you know they just end up doing that, and it's. But a lot of it's just because people are not comfortable having those conversations. Like, oh, is it because like which parent goes to their kid like so? How, why do you smoke? Is it like, are, is it weird for you to make new friends? You just want to talk to the people who are in those spaces. No one or most parents don't want to have those conversations. And then of course most kids don't want to have that those conversations yeah. especially when you're a teenager and your whole identity is based around what other people think of you pretty much so oh man it's just like when i start thinking about yeah. these things it's kind of sad how a lot of i don't know like childhood society plays out it's just a bunch of dysfunctional adults trying to teach kids who then become dysfunctional <laughs> then there's no one knows really the process to to get better so then the people actually try to get better on this this road that they don't really know where to go to. It's just so frustrating, I would say. Yeah, and in this like the self help industry, it, it, the numbers speak by themselves. You know, it's been growing. Yeah, more because people needed more and more. Are they you know? fantasy books? Like, no, they're they're all self development yeah. books. Twelve Rules for Life. Yeah. Uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, like all of those yeah you have to ask yourself like why are these books the top ones you know because there's a, an actual need for this you know parents they uh, like i don't want to blame the parents it's like yeah. parents themselves they don't they kind of they don't know they've never no, thought about sure. self-help about being better people they don't know they've never tried doing it so they 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 can't relate to their kids and like try to, to spread that message but you know it's like, like at least I'm positive in the sense that, you know, self-help is yep. the most searched for category. So more and more people are awakening to the fact that, like, they want to get better. And that's no, good. For sure. It's much less more now a taboo than it was, I think, in the past. Because in the past, I think it would be made fun of, I think you've said. I still, I, I still think there's a bit of, like, that thing when you say you want to be better. And people are kind of like, ah. People kind of make fun of that. Like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cringe. And But... Uh, it's just a, it's a weird thing. I think that's ap yeah, that but happens. It's, and then it's that yeah, doesn't like happen thing, a lot There's now. a big stigma around. Not I think like especially when you're um, when you're an adult, it's different. But when you're a teenager, if you're like, oh, you, you buy a Tony Robbins book, it's like, the yeah. fuck is that? The the awaken the giant with the nose. So the little kid wants to grow up. Oh, it's like, and even parents, if you'd, I don't know. It's just yeah. because it's it's such um, no one talks about it then most teenagers kids they're never gonna talk about it and then it's just like all these people repressing these things that want to get they want more success they want better relationships they want better health but then they're all scared of actually number one actually going and searching for the advice and then when they actually get the advice there's so many internal conflicts already built up that it's so hard to keep with the routine and not feel shame about going to the gym and losing weight and keeping on track and all these things that it's on the one side, I'm very grateful because it's becoming more acceptable every day, like self-help and just becoming better as a person. 
but on the other i still know that oh, there's still so many so many fucking problems with it so many kids are gonna grow up to and you see like because i feel like nowadays it's there are more people on both of the extremes there are more people going super crazy to self-help and trying to get better but they're also like i don't know like the incels maybe that's the the opposite of it which they accept their fate as i can never change and then they're <laughs> they never community for for this type of, of yeah thing. that's the same thing of like... course there's various levels degrees of of people where they fall in the spectrum of all this but it's just i feel like the biggest thing is that we need to learn how to have conversations and not having conversations and not immediately judging the other person actually listening to what they're saying you know just listen to them mm -hmm. it may sound crazy at first but they have a reason to think like that so maybe you know there's something behind it yeah yeah not shutting them off yeah it's like it's a good going back to the guy who smokes for seven years like I was talking about it, I was like, yeah, man, but have you, like, so have you tried to, like, because everyone that smokes says the same thing. Yeah, man, I want to quit, but, you know, they kind of didn't yeah. even acknowledge, like, it was a possibility. Like, they say, I want to quit, but, like, and, and I could tell in him, it was like, yeah, I want to quit, man. And, and like, and, and but in, okay. he said it in a way, it's like, it wasn't possible for him, you know? It's like, I, I want to quit, but it's like, there was a but coming with that sentence. He didn't even say the but, but it's like, in his mind it's not a possibility to quit you know even there was another guy walking with us and was like yeah man i, I did that for I, I was smoking for a year but then i i play hockey so i was like man it was just getting okay. too much in the way of my training so i i stopped doing it man i felt so proud and the guy didn't do it like the other guy who smoked like who still smokes like he didn't do it out of a bad place but you could see him like trying to protect himself as like yeah but you only did it for a year man that's easy and it's like he like he didn't notice but that like if the other that, yeah. the other guy like that's something he feels very proud of like quitting after a year and I was like yeah man good, good for you and like the, the guy uh, but because the, the guy had to defend himself like yeah man but I'm doing it for seven years no it's a much harder yeah. but he didn't even realize he just completely shed on the other guy's achievement and it's just like it's just a shame that he feels that he can't do it you know and I think that's also because anyone he speaks with just takes that for a fact you know he says yeah I can't quit and everyone's like yeah yeah, yeah. true man. I'll, because most people no, get along with the other smoke, so it's kind of like a circle jerk. <laughs> but and I noticed, like, I actually talked with him, like, but why can't you quit? And he was like, oh, I don't know, man. I've just been doing it for too too much time. I'm like, yeah, but have you ever like tried reducing it just for a bit? Yeah, man. Once I I I, I went from like smoking three packs a day three to one and a half, and I was like, first of all, yeah, I was Christ. like, whoa, three packs. That's fucking crazy. But yes. But then I was like, yeah, man, but you see, you, like, you, could, you, you cut it in half. And he was like, yeah, man, uh, that's true. I, I did it, but I just don't think I can do it yeah. anymore. And like, if you try, like, just start slow. Just start slow. So like, take one cigarette. Like, if you take one cigarette less a day, that would be progress, right? Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I guess. But nah, I couldn't convince him. like but a young person. It's like, if everyone questioned him, if, 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 if everyone was like, if he said that, yeah, I want to quote, I want to quit, and everyone was like, yeah, but okay, so are, are you trying to quit? What are you doing? Like, he, if people believe in him, actually, yeah. I think it would be and much more oh, easier for so him many, to actually try. Like, you know, the first thing the guy does when the other tells him the accomplishment is like trying to one up him that it's hard for him, because yeah, like people sad, always trying sad. to bring, and it's kind of unconscious, but it's they're trying to bring him down again, so he doesn't feel bad about him not being able to quit. That's why yeah. it's so hard with smokers because you, you still get along with most of your friends who smoke and they don't like, they want to keep, Yeah. they want you to smoke whether they, they admit it or not. 
because the fact that you you yeah. are having success not smoking makes them like aware the of the fact that everyone they only aren't doing it fun. because they don't want to and then all of a sudden one of the friends decides like oh i'm not gonna drink anymore and then he has as much fun or more than them and it's like wait a sec then the first thing they would push on them like no have a drink come on drink you pussy that'll be the first thing and a lot of it isn't conscious but a lot of it's just that people are scared of seeing like oh my god it's actually possible it's like oh wait if i put the effort it's actually possible yeah. uh this does not go according to my current reality so i'm gonna just try to destroy it for him that's why i see a lot of jealousy towards rich people from everyone that is not rich yeah i remember like like you see, everyone is always like even mm -hmm. using like rich mm -hmm. as an insult it's like why is that an insult because he worked at it and he was able to make money yeah more money <laughs> oh yeah oh the rich guy oh <laughs> like what <laughs> is that even an insult it's like oh look he's the he's super muscular it's like using that as an insult yeah okay yeah yeah there, there was a time when people like if you were super mu still i think like yeah. if you're oh, super muscular okay, people are kind okay, of like mr big guy, douchebag the guy just, just because in like normal you're super <laughs> yeah 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 you guys just like walking minding his own business like people don't that's and that's also going back to what we're talking about that's why you need quiet time because yep. those things just pop up out of resentment you have with yourself you know it's not because of you like it's not because of the rich guy or, or the muscular guy they themselves aren't what's causing you to feel bad you know it's you with yourself it's just what a muscular guy and a rich guy evoke in you they, they evoke the feeling of like because maybe one day you've dreamed of being rich or being muscular and then you gave up on it. And so when you yeah. see someone that actually did it, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Like you just, you just reminded yourself of like, ah, I couldn't do it. And so you need that quiet time. And also just like, also just because of like, like we were saying right now, that guy, he didn't, he, didn't, he doesn't know what he just did, but yep. he just kind of shit all over the, the other guy's achievement without even, even knowing it, you know? And you don't want to be that person, you know? You want to motivate and make people around you better. I, I think that's like, that's kind of like everyone's purpose kind of I think passes through that to making like to making the world around yeah. you a, and a I better feel like place this and is the perfect ending you need to keep because we went in full check, circle you know? and we came back to being still so yeah take all that in and um yeah that was it so yeah <laughs> that's the podcast so it was a pleasure talking to you Bye -bye. um uh, if you enjoyed <laughs> we have 41 more episodes that you can go and scroll through them like we have a lot of book reviews a lot of podcasts like this and um if you have any book recommendations uh topics you'd like for us to talk about just send us a dm on instagram or no that's it that's the only means of communication and uh yeah we'll try and talk about it with that being said <laughs> this was the searching for meaning podcast and we'll see you next week Bye bye